Comedy talk at its worst. It's the Lunatic Radio Show. Hump Day edition of the Lunatic Radio Show. Uh, Chris broadcasting live from New York. Across the country, around the world, LR broadcasting live. Hello, everybody. 718-690-9290. I can see Chris's face already. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, 718-690-9290. If you want to call in live, go ahead and do that. A uh, lot to do on the radio program. Happy Memorial Day week. Is it Memorial Day? Yeah. Always get that screwed up. I wouldn't know. I lost complete track of time. <laughs> As always, Chris comes firing Memorial right in. Day? Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> comes firing into the radio program with such energy and uh, enthusiasm as the Memorial Day three-day weekend approaches People are getting out there, getting festive. It's the unofficial uh, start of the summer for most people around the world, or at least in the United, around the world, in the country, in the United States. It's going to be great. Memorial Day. Come on. You fired up? No? Nothing. Nothing. Not, not at all. Why are not, why, not at all. Why are you not fired up? Why are you not getting because down? It's, um, you know, when everybody's enjoying their three-day weekends, some some people get four-day weekends because they don't go to work on Fridays. Right, that's the smart people with their vacation. No, no, it's like people. Yeah, people. The companies will just say, "Hey, you don't have to come in on Friday either." And I'm like, "What? What world do people live in where that's reality?" I I don't know that reality. I have never had that reality, but it seems to me more and more. <laughs> That that more people are living a life of leisure, right? And I and I wonder sometimes like, why am I still working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it does suck when you hear those. What's, oh. what's the point? I mean, you know, like you know, this girl I've been dating, she gets a month vacation a year. Do you ever remember in your lifetime a friend having a, a month a year off? You know, I mean, obviously, if you have a friend that's a teacher, sure. But outside of education, have you ever heard of a company giving a month off? Uh, yeah, but I actually have actually heard of that. Where? <laughs> Where? I, I had a girlfriend whose father was a priest. He got a month off a year. Come on. A priest doesn't count. Get out of here. I don't know. You still work job. I'm talking about corporate America. Uh, that's yes, about. I do. Well, it's not every year, though. It was like every five years you get a month off. You can take No, this sabbatical. is every year she gets a month off. The, well, that's the way she wants. It can't plus, be. Plus, it can't plus be. they're closed the last two weeks of the year it you can't, know, during the holidays. Can't be that critical of a job. <laughs> 
No, I mean, she's not exactly she, working in the Pentagon. I don't think you know. Put it this way: her entry level salary took me by surprise. Took, no, <laughs> it took me about it took me about eight to ten years to get to that salary out of college. Holy smokes! The hell is she doing? I don't even know. <laughs> I keep thinking to myself, you don't want to know. I should have this job. <laughs> <laughs> Today, today she posted a photo mm. of herself inside a box. In a box, they got a, they got a delivery at work, so her and her friends were playing cards inside a box. I feel like attractive women have a lot more fun at work than men. Oh yeah, definitely. She has a charm <laughs> life. There's no, there's no. I've doubt. never seen like a, she just gets away with everything. It's it's incredible. I've seen that on Instagram, like girls taking pictures at work and like, oh look what we're doing. It's like they're having this buffet meal or something. Are they? Yeah. The, the yeah, boss let them out to go. The time. They got they got a fully stocked fridge. I mean, anything they get anything they want. Boss let him outside to have a meeting in the park in the sunshine. <laughs> Never had you know, this guy. Listen, and the thing is, like, she owns it, and what? she'll tell me you've lived a life that's unfortunate. Like you don't. Oh, she'll understand. say that to you. You don't understand what it's like to be me. You don't. Uh, you she'll, know, she'll know the perks of things just falling on your laps. She'll say to you. It. You have no she's idea not, what I do on I, Memorial Day. I get it. I know you're angry about it, and right. and, and and I would be too. She's. But, you know, don't be mad at me for, you know, for having these things. So she's going to enjoy Memorial Day. She's going to have a great time. (laughs) She'll be out there fucking dancing it up down the Sturgis Shore or something. Listen to this. Listen to this. Her job, Mm -hmm. right? her, Her company is in three cities. One of them is London, right? Right. They're flying the entire office. To Greece for a week. For why? For what they call offsite. An offsite. Oh, it's way offsite. I, I go, what are you talking about? What's an offsite? Like, I've heard of offsites or whatever. Yeah. What, what happened? She's like, well, you know, it's we go somewhere around the world and. We just need to know, unwind, you know, from the rigors of and, the three and a half. That, but we are working that week. I was like, you're not fucking working. You're on a fucking beach in the Mediterranean. There's no way you're working. So what is her work week? Like yeah. a half a yeah. Monday and then the rest of the week off? You know, swimming at fucking 2 p.m., a massage at 4. I mean, right. come on. What kind of work are you doing? You're not doing any work. There's no work. Off site. Uh. They call that offsite. That's got to be for tax reasons or something. And I'm thinking, I was like, when did this happen? Uh, I worked for corporate America. I am. I missed out on all this. What is that shit? I don't know, Kieran. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time. So that's but like that. In, in essence, the entire company is going to Greece for a team building exercise. Company, yes. Team building exercise yeah. in Greece. I go, what, what? What's the what's the fucking team building? I said, all the dudes are gonna fuck all the hot chicks that work there. Because right. I can't imagine, I can't imagine everyone not getting drunk and fucking each other. I can't I wait to deep I, get I Claire in accounting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I think I feel like I just moved, missed out on this whole leisure movement. You know, and like a company, like it's like it just can have money pouring in and you have no idea where it's coming from, but the money just keeps coming. Right. I feel like the shoe is going to drop at some point. It has to drop. 
and huh. everybody's like, what do you mean we can't get paid? You know, like <laughs> no company, no company is taking their entire workforce to Greece for a week and thriving for the rest of their existence. <laughs> it's going to be a collapse. Gonna Unless be... they're laundering for fucking mobsters, man. I, I don't understand. Well, there, could, there could be a collapse there, too, you know. Like the room. I mean, I run a company, and I know how much fucking money we put out every fucking day. I mean, to me, I couldn't even think of doing something like that. Right. We're in the wrong business. Oh, my God. Fucking Maybe if you start a company or reevaluate your company at some point and just hire hot Instagram chicks and this might come to you. Maybe you'll show up to work every day and you'll be fucking smiles galore because there's just beautiful women walking around and all of a sudden uh, somehow your energy is sparked differently every day and, and then the money starts flowing in and then a year or two down the line you're like, we're all going to Atlantic City. Let's go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's for yeah. team building we're exercise. Go on, we're going to go to an off-site while our business falls apart at, at home. Yeah, we're going to go off-site, meaning like the parking, uh, the sidewalk outside the building. Oh, it's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> so, but I infiltrated this, this place. I'll tell you right now what happened. All right? Yeah. I'm... I am an the place amateur. where you're, the place where the chick you're right. seeing works. Yeah, so I, I'm an amateur photographer, right? I don't, you know, I don't talk about it. I think I we all are. Photos. Anybody with a camera right. is an amateur. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, but I have a. Mm. Everyone tells me I've always had an eye. I've always had an eye. I don't fucking, you know, I, I respect the profession too much to ever say I'm a photographer, right? right. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. But some of my photos have kind of made the rounds. People have always said to me, you should do something. <sighs> this is not so bad. So I guess one of her like coworkers or somebody who's in charge of something there, it's like uh, office wall art. <laughs> Don't tell contacted, me. Contact said, Hey, would your, would your, would your man be interested in uh, doing, you know, an art uh, installation in our office? I and at first I just started laughing at it. I was like, "Why would anyone want that?" She was like, "They're really serious." I'm like, "I don't think they're serious." I mean, I got photos of dogs. I mean, who the fuck <laughs> wants that? You know. <laughs> so I go, uh, "All right, whatever." You know, I don't think it's you. And then like they're pushing me, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? You really want?" It's like, "What's your problem?" Right. There's fucking millions of artists out there. What are you coming to me for? And then I realized they have no idea. They're just throwing money at people. So I said, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll name a price. Yeah. Name a price, I said. You know, and they go, well, would you do original pieces for us? I was like, yeah, that'll cost more money. But the guy's saying original pieces when it's just a photograph. And yeah. you're you're an amateur like, photographer. They want to know that they want to know that my artwork is not hanging anywhere else. It's just gonna be in their place. So I said, "Sure, whatever you need." I said, "Jesus Christ, uh, what the fuck is it? Is it? Does she work for like uh, like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or no. something? No, Making no, dreams come true." It, sound, it feels like everyone every one of her bosses is named Charlie. Oh, great. But no. But no, that's not Charlie and Chocolate Factory. 
And so now wait, wait, I'm wait, like, did, did you it, know, amongst it, all this other bullshit I'm doing, now I got to come up with ideas for fucking, you know, photos for, for her, you know, for her office. Did it sound like this when you walked into place? Oh, Chris, welcome to our... It our was lovely. exactly like Everybody was happy. I mean, I have never experienced an office where everyone's all smiling and giggling. They were all fucking high on something. Does she work for God? Like, does God have a company somewhere? And it's just, it's like, you know, he's running like the Heaven Corporation or something. <laughs> where does she work? I want to work there, too. Somebody caught, hey, you, you have an eye for photography. I just have a camera. That's all I And I'm like, I'm looking at them. You guys. You can have an eye for photography, too, if you have I, I to really, this camera. I really man. wanted to say, you guys are fucking lost. <laughs> if you think I'm the answer. Uh. So they're making, they're putting a deal structure together and they're sending it over to me. And I gotta, a deal structure for an average. Yeah. If I was, I I go, honestly, you guys really, you know, let me know when it's ready. I'm going to have to let my lawyer, you know, negotiate. (laughs) You can't get him out. The artist doesn't get him out. They said the artist doesn't get him out. Yeah, we got to put together this deal structure for this guy. I call call my attorney, right? This guy, you know, I have doing stuff for me. And I go, I go, you never believe this. (laughs) Really? And he started cracking up, you know? Where the fuck is I go? I go, but it's real, and you know, if you want to commission, if you want to commission it, go for it. And <laughs> then I tell my brother, and he goes, you know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he goes, you got a great eye. Like, how come then every time I fucking make a recommendation for our fucking club, you fucking shoot it down? It's like, well, that's what I do. I'm your older brother. Unreal. Deer, deal structure for you, an amateur photographer who's going to take pictures, original pictures, for them, the company, so they could just put it on their wall. Yes. And they need a deal structure for that. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> it sounds like a little much. It's you know how much, much money I've been dumping every day on this oh. fucking project? Hey, no matter you I'll take any. I'll take any uh, fucking income from somewhere <laughs> right now. It'd be nice for a change that somebody paid fucking me. I would imagine you would need uh you need like forty eight hour days. <laughs> so you could you know, garner work is forty eight hours, garner enough money to still pump into the club there. And I wish I, you know, I guess I, I guess I could show you the like the two photos that like really cemented the whole thing. Uh-huh. They're on my Instagram. I can set like, one's of my uncle in Sicily. Yeah. Right? He's like fucking cutting uh, sugar cane, right? And the, I, I did the photo in black and white. Yeah. And the others of this dog that I was I was walking by, and inside a gated, you know, like a gated yard, I guess. I saw a dog just laying there, right? And like f- far away was a soccer ball, and he was like staring at the soccer ball. <laughs> and I just took the photo. Yeah. And everybody goes, that's the best photo I've ever seen. I'm like, what are you talking they about? They call this dog and ball. And I'm like, and I'm thinking about all my friends that are photographers. I'm like, you know how hard this fucking guy has worked his entire career? And no one fucking ever says, hey, you know, where's your fucking dog photo? <laughs> you know? I call this four-legged football. And, I get out, and I'm like venting about this to her. And I'm like, how could they be this serious? How could they be this ignorant and serious? She was like, it's a good thing. I don't understand why you're having such a problem with this. Because if I was the CEO of that company, 
I would tell me to get lost. Right. That wouldn't even be a discussion. I mean, I mean like, I would say, yeah, who the fuck is this guy? The interaction with my employee's boyfriend, if I'm the CEO of some company, she brings her boyfriend to the company, I'm just going, hey, I'm fucking care how you doing. See you later. I'm not making no deal structures because he made two good Instagram photos, and now I'm going to make a deal structure for some amateur photography. From but her that's boy- where, but that, my friend, is where we're at, are in society. It's, it's. I tell you what, God has a corporation, and the guy that runs that place is God. You ask him if he has a God pl- complex, and he'll say, "I am God." <laughs> that was a good line. You ask me if I'm God. I am God. Uh, does a guy look anything like Alec Baldwin? Everybody looks beautiful in that place. I'm sure they do. They're going to Greece for a week. Even girls that you look at, you, even the women you look at and you go, she's probably ugly, but in this light, she's... <laughs> <laughs> she's working for this company. She's great. In if- this company, she's, you know, for some reason, I bet when she goes home every night, it's like, ugh, you know? I like, think I don't even want to look at her. But here in this office... She's a nine. I think the only thing I want to do from here on out and the rest of my life is try to date people from the company that your girlfriend works for. Yeah, I'll set you up, dude. I'll just, set you up. Just send me over there. She's There's actually one girl that's, like, calling for you. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I'll set me up. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta know what this Let's place is. Let's get it done. Unreal. So I'm like, you know what? I do deserve easy money from these retards. Let me just go, let me just go take them. Like, why not? Everybody else is getting paid by them. Let me fucking get something. Right. They There's should, something in it for me, Mikey. There's get, something in it for me. Once you get the club open, you just have them do a you know offsite fucking uh, excursion. I, I looked at her with a straight face. I'm like, I'm getting your Christmas party, right? <laughs> yeah. She's like, do you want that? I'm like, yes, yes. I need business. Give me the holiday yeah. party. We need that fucking. Let them throw ridiculous sums of money at me. Yeah. Just so they can host fucking 30 people at our home. Please. Say to her, I already got the deal structure, man. <laughs> Take yeah, care of yeah. I'll take care of them real good, I said. Don't worry about it. I won't embarrass you. <laughs> uh, so getting back to it, you're not going to enjoy uh, Memorial Day weekend. No, because I'm working through the fucking weekend. There's no, I'm not going anywhere. I got to fucking get this fucking place ready. I got this fucking pop-up show tomorrow that we're doing over there. With At the Stan NYC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all sold out. So, you know, if anyone's listening, you can't come. So don't even try it. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, but like, you know, it was like, oh, you know, it's, it's great. You guys are getting this thing ready. I was like. I was there till fucking 4 a.m. last night. Oh, all right? Jesus. Trying to connect Christ. speakers. <laughs> I saw the Instagram post. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That wasn't done in two minutes. Like, I spent all day trying to get that. So done. the club's coming along. The stand yeah, comedy sure. club in New York City's oh. coming along. Yeah, yeah, it is. You do have audio set up in the place. Yes, yes. And you're I having mean, a... Uh, a private dry run party tomorrow night yeah, at the stand, the brand new stand. It's just, just a pop-up show that we're kind of just rigging things together just to get it get it out there. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to be good. It's, it's, yeah, sure. Your comedy club is going to be the best yeah. comedy club yeah. in the history now, of motherfucking now, comedy clubs. And we're giving away booze and food, and I'm like, eh, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> coming out of my pocket. <laughs> 
<laughs> the fucking money pin. <laughs> <laughs> fucking money. Here we go. Back to the money pin. Uh, well, well, get out there, people. If you know, don't be like Chris and tell you. Don't be working all weekend. Get out there and enjoy Memorial Day weekend. You know, because it's where the chicks, you know, they, they, they're working out all freaking year, all winter long, getting that body ready to show it off, to debut it this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, three-day weekend. They're out there. They're going to be out in the Hamptons, fucking partying it up. This is when the bars open, all those summer bars at every uh, summer fucking vacation location near your city around the country. They all open up this weekend. All the chicks will be showing their ass. Chris will be putting towels together for a pizza oven. But the rest of you will be out there fucking partying, living it up, fucking, you know, playing dance music, doing SoCo shots. Chris will be putting up tile for the pizza he can create. He says, here's the other thing he says. She goes, is there anything I can do, you know, like to help you? And I go, yeah, we're staining all day tomorrow. Like, you want to you wanna come help me? She's like, oh, um, you know. I'm like, yeah, I got it. Hard labor. Uh, you don't want to do that. Yeah, the oh, you know, is the, uh, the no means no. It's, uh, you know. Her excuse was, I have to wait for my ear pods. Oh, I, my, my fashionable well, I left, ear pods. I left my ear pods in an Uber. In Italy on our com- offside meeting. They're, they're coming to drop it off tonight, so I have to be home waiting. for. I was like, thanks. <laughs> I go, then don't offer to fucking do something. I All got. Right? I have to know where she works. I, it, it, God Inc. or something. I'll tell Heaven you Inc. I'll tell you. Yeah, I know. I gotta know. Is it fucking Axe Capital? Because that doesn't even exist. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's fucking Dan Soder or goddamn. What is going on? Jesus Christ. But this is going to be a sign of everybody else's weekend. Chris will be putting up tile in a pizza oven. I'll be li- I'll be listening to Spanish music because the two of the Mexican guys are always blasting it. Talking to some dickhead he just fired, but his name is Body by Jake because he's the contractor for his new place. Still fired the contractor, huh? Oh, he's gone. We I told you we've been running the fucking. We've been doing this ourselves. What's funny is that you're getting closer to being open. After oh, you yeah. filed the contract. You, know, you don't understand. Like, with the guy out of the way, we've, like, mm. it's been, like, light speed. But, like, also, everything's coming at us from every different direction. You know what I mean? And, of course, you know, today there was a fucking flood in the, in the fucking basement. So, <laughs> we can deal with that. We were supposed to have all our sinks installed today, right? Mm. All our sinks and toilets installed. And instead, when the plumber got there, he had to deal with the flood in the basement that he just, he's scratching his head. He can't figure out where it's coming from. So, <laughs> the sinks and the good. toilets are not going in tonight, and they're probably going to go in tomorrow, which will just run us up right to, <laughs> right to this event. Well, then you got to, yeah, right. You got to get fucking swamp coolers down there to get all that musty smell out of there. Uh, well, they won't be going. The good thing is they won't be going downstairs, so they're just going to be upstairs. And, uh, you know, but, you know, the fact the plumber was, you know, his plan was deviated today. Now, you know, we're really cutting close. Well, did you see the picture of, um, speaking of pictures, 
Uh, did you happen to submit the picture of A-Rod taking a shit in his uh, $17 million apartment? Did yeah, you see that? took a fucking uh, video of it from across the street or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I have it. I, I, don't know if you're wa- I don't know if you're watching the show over there. I have it here. Here's the picture of A-Rod shitting in his 17... Here it is. It's up for the people watching. Uh, his $17 million apartment. The window in his bathroom has got to be... Like fifteen by fifteen, it's a giant ass window. I've yeah, never he seen. Looks good. He looks good taking a shit. I mean, I don't look good taking a shit. It's embarrassed about. He it. looks actually does look like a million bucks taking a shit. Yeah. Although it's probably sounding like this behind that glass. <laughs> good. I mean the creep, the creep that took that photo, man. You got you got to really just ask. Yourself. Well, you got to imagine if you have a fucking bathroom with with a window that big. Uh, you know, close the blinds maybe. Or stain the glass, something. Do, do something. Yeah. It's it, But apparently A-Rod is uh he's got a great bathroom. He's <laughs> got a great bathroom. He's wearing a button-down shirt in the middle of the day at home. That's if, gotta, I wear, that's gotta, if I get dressed, if I get dressed to go out, all right, yeah. you know, I, I have to put on, I'm putting on a suit, but that shirt does not come on my person until the very last minute before I leave the house. The yeah. fact that he could walk around with a button down shirt all day. Yeah, he took a shit in a button down shirt. Yeah, I would never do that. Oh, wow. Apparently, he's got some diarrhea. This is disgusting. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, how did you, how did hey, you get this exclusive audio, Karen? <laughs> hey, Rob, blowing it up. And I, look at that. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I maybe want to puke just the sound of that. <laughs> oh, my God. I really can't fucking deal with shit, people. Oh, my God. All right, back to the show. Here we go. Hold on. Sorry. Why would you do that to yourself? I <laughs> just puke. See this, everybody? This is what Kieran's willing to do. He's willing to sacrifice himself. For this Holy show. crap. I, I almost just puked right there. Yeah, A-Rod shitting. That was a big one, man. That was a big... Uh, that was a big... By fun. the way, Michael Madison in the chat room says, I should get my hustle on and get that money. I've been doing that. I've been doing that hustle for fucking 20 years. I've been getting that money. You know where the money goes? Right out the door, just comes in. Yeah, no, you're literally Tom Hanks in Money Pit. Oh, just shoveling. <laughs> just. As I'm staining with our designer the yeah. other day, she's like, uh, she's like, oh, what do you think is like? What do you think? How do you think? It's, you know, how do you feel that's coming along? I go, I go, I go. It's been a fucking year. This fucking albatross. <laughs> I go. We're building a fucking church for crying out loud for fucking comedy. It's not necessary. <laughs> it's like we, we weren't too deep. <laughs> it was a mistake. I made no promises. No promises. Ah, the fucking money pit. I love that. Yeah, you <laughs> There's so many scenes in there that remind me of you. The in the, mo- in the movie Money Pit and you and your your dealings with your comedy club. I mean, just the bills that are flooding, like this stack of bills like this, and you're. Just, Tom Hanks is just sitting there going, I don't know how to do I don't know how to pay these. I don't know how to do it. It's crazy, man. No. It's just, like, yeah. like, you put money in, and then it immediately evaporates, and you're like, fuck. Like, how? 
this just happened? How did it happen? Like, I just literally put it this way. I just paid off the our business Amex completely. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I you know paid the whole thing. Three days later, three it was days. maxed out. <laughs> three days later, it was maxed out. I don't know how you do it, dude. It's I just, go, what the it's just, fuck? It's the- I went to go buy a fucking, uh, I went to go buy a, um, shit, what the fuck was it? <clears throat> uh, Behringer S16, B&H's uh, audio, right? Uh, an audio, piece of audio equipment, yeah. Yeah, I went to go buy it, and the card was rejected. I go to myself, what the fuck? I just paid it days ago. Five minutes ago, I just paid off this balance. I, I quickly go online. And I look at my app, and I, I look at it, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> How the fuck did this happen? Right. Unreal. And that's it, man. That, that's what opening a business is in New York City, though. Heart attack city. It's one of the hardest things to do. Somehow, uh, God.Inc., the girlfriend, <laughs> girlfriend works for her. She works for the greatest company of all time. Endless yeah. amounts of money. You know what? <laughs> Here's the other thing, right? The other thing, I, I started noticing her, like, you know, when she would pay, for, like, you know, sometimes she'll pay for things. Yeah. I see her taking out this steel black card. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, they just she hand these out when you get hired at my job. Because <laughs> it's my black card. And I go, what? I go, it's a, cap- it was a Capital One black card. I go, yeah. You got a Capital One black card? I've had a Capital One account for fucking. 15 years! I don't get offered fucking black cards! And I've had way more money in the fucking bank than you ever have! So how the fuck did that happen? I don't know, they just offered it to me. I'm like, oh. No, it's it's not even a credit card. It's just my life is easy card. They hand it to her when they get... She's not even taking full advantage. She's like, you know how hard those are getting, right? And like the things you can do with it. Well, you gotta get a job with her company. She's like, yeah, this is a whole book. The, you know about perks, and I, I just haven't read it yet. I go, yeah. It's what that our company had? I go, it's probably just pictures. Ah. Yeah, here's a way you can have a fantastic life. <laughs> just to re- scroll through it. Huh. Let's go back to the theme. Uh, Chris's girlfriend's gonna have a great Memorial Day weekend, and <laughs> he'll be uh, sanding tables, I believe, at the stand in my say all weekend. So if you want to drop Ladies, in and say hi. Lately, she's been getting on this whole engagement shit. Ah, uh, see, that's what. But she works for Heaven Dot Inc. It's like the fact that you're even mentioning it, mentioning it, mm. knowing yeah. what I'm going through for the last fucking year. I said, going through hell, and go, she works for Heaven. I go, let me get through this moment. I said, let me just get to the fucking finish line on this thing, and then. Then <laughs> we can embark- we'll have a fucking conversation. Yeah. She's like, well, I'm just letting you know. And by the way, she's a younger, younger girl, right? Yeah. She goes, I'm just letting you know I have to have kids by 27. I was like, that's too young. I go, that's in two years. <laughs> oh, man. I go, that's in two years. She's like, well, you're not getting any younger. <laughs> so open up your business in New York City. Get an entire business running, built from ground up. Get that running. Then we'll get uh, engaged, married. So you got to plan a wedding right after that. And then right after that's over, have kids. You're going to be dead before any of that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe not your whole timeline. <laughs> 
Uh, it's heart attack like, after heart attack after heart attack. She calls me at three o'clock this whole week, like around, like bored, ready to leave work. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know what that's like. I haven't gone home at three o'clock in years. <laughs> you sound like you're crying on the phone. Right? It's like, she's like, um. She calls you at three o'clock in the afternoon. She's ready to leave work, bored like, at work. Where, meanwhile, you like, still have. Forty-eight hours still to work during the day. Yeah, and she goes, um, "I think I'm gonna go home." I'm like, "All right." She's like, um, "Are you gonna be late tonight?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> yes." Of I'm a man. I have to work. Yes, of course I'm gonna be late. When have you known me not to fucking be late into the night? I gotta know where she works. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably showed up at like noon. <laughs> I showed up at noon. She's like, uh, it's getting really boring here. I'm going to oh, leave at yeah. three. You know what time she went to work? I don't know what I even know. Don't even tell she got, the, she got there at 11. <laughs> she got there at 11. She must be really good looking. <laughs> I don't know. Something's not adding up. They go to Greece for team building meetings. She got there at 11. I go, they don't say anything to you? Well, she's like, Charlie and Charlie are away. Charlie so, and like, Charlie. Of course, of course they're away. What, 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 what life do they have? Of course they're away. Uh, Why would they be present at their own fucking business? Why would they be there when you don't have to be? <laughs> Why would you be there? She works for heaven. She uh, works for heaven. I go, this can't be possible. I just don't understand. <laughs> you go and come. You come and go as you fucking please. You go there to collect money. That's it. And this is the, this is the kicker. This is the kicker. Right. At the end of last year, mm. right, they gave her a bonus. They gave her a nice size bonus, right? Oh, God, I don't even want to know what it is. <laughs> it's going to make me sick. Her, yeah, more than I ever got. <laughs> 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 I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, combined. Okay. Holy shit. And they go to her, you know, this, we would have loved to have given you a bigger bonus. But, you know, there was an issue with your uh, tardiness. And that's it. And I go, okay, what's what was the difference? She goes, I don't know, probably another 10,000. What the fuck? I go, and 10,000 is not incentive enough for you to get there by 10 (laughs) o'clock? Ten, 10 to 3 is my work day. She's like, sometimes I wake up and I go, ah, you know, it's really not worth it. I go, oh. Oh, I gotta know. I gotta know. Do they make, what do they make there? Clouds? What do they, they do? Make, they don't make dick. Okay? Maybe they, they, they do, make nothing there. They produce they, sunshine? They make nothing. Let me explain this to you. They do nothing. Is it the they smile don't... factory? What? Are, where does she work? I don't know, man, but I definitely went into the wrong. Did they, business. What do they produce? I like good vibes? Is that their. Let me tell you something. If I went her route, like if I, in life, I took. I'd be running circles around these people, man. I'd be making millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be running everything. What was I thinking? Why did I choose to be creative and get into fucking entertainment? What was I, a moron? <laughs> My fucking, like, I, before I got into entertainment, I was a journalist, right? I was a journalist for 10 years. What was I thinking? The problem is, is, serving, is that. Why was I serving the common good? 
of humanity and writing about people and well, here's the here's skating bullshit. I got the, and getting paid dick to do it. I got. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is that neither one of you or I are fucking in our twenties and we're hot chicks. That's the problem. That's, that's when I, I then that's when I when I come back right. to it and I go, well, maybe next time around for you. If you were a hot chick as a journalist, you probably would have got fucking jobs left and right. You'd be Aaron Andrews. High six figures, right. You'd be Aaron Andrews, Holly Saunders, working for ESPN, dating a fucking football coach. Oh, my God. They got her her made. I cursed my parents. What else can you do? You you couldn't have made me a chick, Ma. Come on. All you did do was crank your hips to the left to the left. Could have been a girl. Ridiculous. Uh, uh, and with that, we'll take a short break. We'll come back, uh, regroup, morallunaticradio.com show right after this. Happy Memorial Day weekend. You know, the one thing that would make this better? A really big hit of window pane acid. Lunatic Radio. Don't be unsociable. I don't know him. Who the hell am I sitting next to? Lunatic Radio's on Facebook. Oh, they all just go there? Everybody yes. there. Are we on there, Ron? Facebook.com slash Lunatic Radio. Take a moment and follow him now. I hate them! Ugh, before Kieran has another international incident. What do you like? Tits! Facebook.com slash Lunatic Radio. And it says a friend. Yes, we like that. I like you, you like me. We can have a ham sandwich together. It's called the friendship on the Facebook. Facebook.com slash Lunatic Radio. If you are a proud supporter of LunaticRadio.com show and you like to see this show flourish or just Rock and I become alcoholics, you can donate to the LunaticRadio.com show by simply going on our website, Rocket Fire Away. Yes, absolutely. Donations. Go to the website on LunaticRadio.com and select from one of the options, even a recurring amount, or simply just uh, give whatever you, you feel. Anything and everything is appreciated and helps pay for any of the expenses for the show and helps us keep going and you know not have to dig out of our pockets. And we appreciate, again, anything you can give. Right. So give a shit and give us a donation. <laughs> well, give money. Don't give a shit. All right. <laughs> I can go on about that one. So log on to the lunaticradio.com website. If you would be so kind and give us a donation, it would be great. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. From the lunaticradio.com show. Now back to Kieran and Rock. They may suck. That is all. What up, everybody? LR Show, Kieran and Chris. Uh, uh, follow us on all the social medias at Lunatic Radio. Well, I, don't, I really, I really don't have much. I've been watching Netflix. That's what I got. I don't really have much for, uh, plans for Memorial Day weekend either. I let them relaxing and stressing out about my uh, my you know whatever's going on with me. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna be doing. Can't even do that with beer because I can't afford that. So. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be you know a blast. The the opening weekend of summer is gonna be a, a true fucking hoot for me. Probably sitting catatonic, looking like fucking Ferris Bueller's friend from like, fucking Ferris this, Bueller's. Just, like, looking around going, how did this happen? <laughs> how did this happen? Uh, uh, fucking Christ! That's the that's the thing. Whenever I get a minute alone, I go, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I say. I just like, how, how did I get here? What am I doing? Why am I here? I have no idea what the fuck led me to this. You, you know what I say every time I, I, I get into a stressful situation like I'm in right now? I just think in my head, like, and it's usually when I'm in the bathroom fucking taking care of business. 
I'm just I, in my head. I just think somehow I'll be all right. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> and somehow that's what I say to myself. As as I get off this toilet, <laughs> somehow it's gonna I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you like, know what? I'm just gonna in two days. I'll really start thinking about this. <laughs> I try to just kind of put it off. I don't want to deal with it until I really ultimately have to. Oh yeah, stressful situations. Whatever. Who gives a crap? You know. Uh, there is a good show that I've been binge watching on Netflix called Dead to Me with Christine Applegate. Did you see that motherfucker yet? I saw the trailer and I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. The thing about uh, uh, it's like like um, half hour comedy series, I feel like they jam too much in. Like, you ever watch Ozark? Yeah. Like, there's so much shit in each episode of Ozark, especially the second season. Like, it, it's like, it's impossible to suspend the... the well, that's, the, been, that's been the issue with all Netflix shows. There's, yeah. like, so much shit. Like, if I were the main character in this fucking... There's no way I'd survive a day. Yeah, how, about some, how about some fucking character development here? Right, right. That's that's what I think the problem with Dead to Me, because it started out great. I don't need everything all at once. It's just variations. There's yeah, it, of- the the setup, like the first the first uh, show, uh, episode one of Dead to Me was fucking brilliant. You know, it's about a, a lady who, uh, who who lost her husband, she becomes widowed, and her husband was uh, hit by a car and left for dead. And you know, so she is trying to you know she grieve or whatever. So she goes to this help group that people have also lost people close to them she starts talking anyway she meets a lady there and it turns out uh at the end of the episode you find you find out the, the lady she meets and befriends is the person who hit her husband with the car <laughs> oh yeah it's a perfect setup and you're just like holy shit but you find it out right at the end of the episode and you're locked in you're like fuck i gotta know what's happening but then it like then it just as the episodes go along like two three four five six seven deep like the day in the life of the lead character Christina Applegate, you're just like, I don't know how she survives a day. How does she survive a day? There's too much shit happening. There's too much too much life-changing fucking uh, decisions and shit. It's just like, I would have a heart attack trying to live this lady's life for one day. And that's what I think the problem with these uh, TV shows. A lot of these TV shows, they they put too much shit, too, much, too many obstacles in front of the character. Right, character development. There really is none. It's just, it's like it's like character explosions. Like she goes, she walks this way, explosion. She walks that way, explosion. I don't know if you ever were a fan of Twenty Four. Were you a fan of Twenty Four? Uh, a little bit. I watched a little bit of Twenty Four with Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland the, great, right? the great thing about Twenty Four is like, how is this all happening in one day? <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, because every every episode's like an hour of the day, right? An hour of the day, right? Yeah. So it's Twenty Four episodes a season, yeah. one hour per, day. and I go. That's not possible. <laughs> oh god! It's like it's gonna take at least an hour and a half to get there. I know. Everywhere, everywhere he went, it took only thirty seconds, and I was just amazed by that all the time. I was like, "Where in Los Angeles are you going in thirty fucking seconds?" It's just not gonna happen. Right, completely. But like that show is a classic example of just jamming fucking shit into every episode, and it. Just, I, no I feel like, uh, you know, they don't need to do that. Why do they do that? It's like a new thing. I don't know. I haven't, I don't really watch crazy amounts of TV, but I feel like, it, it, you know, it's a new thing for these, these series to fucking just like pound 
the fucking drama into their their seasons. It's like so yeah. much. And you're yeah. there is no character development because there's always like cataclysmic fucking activities happening. And each- I almost feel like the writers for like the Netflix shows know that there's only they only get two seasons because like Netflix has like been notorious to cancel everything after two seasons. Right. So like they're like, oh you know, why why wait? Let's just get all in there. Well you remember that- they're writing with that kind of pressure in mind. But like if you look at a show like Ray Donovan on Showtime, like they take their time, man. Like the guy, you know, is going through ups and downs. Like, right. I think it's going well and then like fucking just something tragic happens or whatever. Like, you know, it there's and you get a you get a good feel for every character and like their conflict. And I think that's what a lot of TV is missing out on lately is that, you know, they're not they're not as interested in the conflict. They're just, you know, they're just trying to keep everyone's attention. So they're not writing about they're not writing with the idea that you're going to watch this guy, this character develop and you're going to either root for him or root against them. Instead, what they're doing is just like, you know, let's just fucking hit him with high octane shit and keep their attention shit and thousand keep their attention and that's what everything that's where especially with netflix that's where it's going right i was going to mention because i i I believe the sopranos had an entire season where fucking nothing happened right eight episodes nothing some people go what the fuck man they whack anybody it's like yeah dicks it's not always about whacking somebody right the guy yeah the guy's building a you know an enterprise. He's not looking to kill people all the time. What was it? The uh, the wire. The wire also on HBO. The old the old. Uh, Which, by it, the way, it was brilliant. But like, if you tried to make that show today, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, it was a brilliant series. They had another season. They they literally went from you know uh, one season taking place in like Baltimore to the next season right. taking place in a completely different lo- location. All different characters. Yeah. Too, different all different. Characters. Yeah. They went, you know, the first season was all about the drug dealers, and then they went to the docks the second season. Right. Season season three, nothing happened. Like, nothing happened. Season four, it was all about the fucking journalists. You know what I mean? But it it was captivating because you're being introduced to new characters, and you're figuring out where their place is in this ongoing storyline with these cops that are, you know, kind of – you know, break all this stuff open. And and what is the what what are the two you know um, shows you you go back to talk about all the time? It's The Sopranos, and it shows like The Wire. Well, The Wire specifically because the writing is just fucking incredible, and the characters. That fucking you know, show is unreal. They live and breathe, man. You 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 know like you feel like you know you've known that guy Bunk your whole life. You know right. what I mean? The, you know. Yeah, and you and if you don't if you don't know him, you want to know him and you want to be around him because he's he's got fucking stories to tell. Omar, I mean? Omar is probably the one of the greatest characters ever. And the I, gay gangster I think, guy. I think that Sean Ryan did a really good job with the Shield in developing that story. You know, right? And uh, and you know, he actually just brought one of the characters back to because he's uh he created SWAT on CBS mm-hmm. and he brought one of the characters from the Shield into the into the series all these years later. Oh no shit. And I got so excited because I don't watch SWAT, but I'm like, that's fucking great. I'm not watching <laughs> now yeah. I give a shit about the show. And it's like a lot of these shows, you, you have a hard time giving a shit about the character because things are happening too fast. Yeah. Yeah. You want to you want to you want to kind of like, you know, live through them. You know, that's why people watch TV. So if they have a bad day, you have, you know, like, oh, fuck, that sucks that that happens. Well, now I'm willing to see where he goes next. And how he solves this problem, or whatever. 
And, you know, especially with the serialized shows where it's like ongoing each episode, uh, it, it's getting more and more. It's getting more and more. Uh, I think there was another show with fucking uh, Billy Bob Thornton where he played a lawyer called like Goliath or something like that. Yeah. That yeah, was, and, I, and I love Billy Bob. I, and I, I, I love that until like so much shit kept, kept happening every episode. It was like. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to watch. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? Can we just slow it down for a second? <laughs> like, it's like, you know. But, but also, for example, like a show like Goliath, they probably already know they might not get a second season because that was like an Amazon fucking show, wasn't it? Really, yeah, because Billy Bob Thornton is in demand and he, you know, is expensive and he, you know, is a star. So he might get bored of it after one season and you know leave. So they're just fucking. You know, doing everything they can, but like if you look at HBO, they actually have they had a great idea with uh, True Detective is that they brought in two two new lead characters every year, right? Yeah, and built a series off of that. You know, off a new storyline. Those and the same thing with uh, Fargo on FX. I mean, that's that's interesting to me. Like you know, you know, bringing in new characters every year. It's the way I think TV is eventually going to go. Because they're not going to be able to keep these people down for multiple seasons. Uh, Miss Joe Chicken, yeah, Ozark is fucking Ozark is unreal. That that's a good show. I mean, the first season, then the second season was just like fucking, you know, a fucking nuclear bomb dropped every episode, and you're just like, what the fuck? Come on. Uh, did y'all watch uh, Breaking Bad? I never watched Breaking Bad. You should. You actually should watch Breaking Bad. That's the you know, that's a great show. And you definitely get invested in the characters. Is and there a character development in that show? <laughs> absolutely. Because that's what I need. I can't fucking watch these yeah. damn shows. Especially with the two main characters. I mean, they go through so much shit separately. And then when they come together, just that's when things go right, you know, almost like, you know, for them. You know, they built this, this, but I don't want to ruin it for you, but they built this business together. And like, you know, everything is eventually kind of works out and then it all falls apart. So. Yeah, I think I need to get my HBO back because uh, I don't, Netflix is just you're, – you're right well, about that. The, well, Breaking Bad is on Netflix. You should definitely watch it. All right. I'll, I'll watch it on uh, Netflix. But, but here's the problem with Netflix is that, you know, their their shows are – you know, have the feel of their – of the network's real-life shit. Like there's a lot of urgency at Netflix. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, – you're right. You're totally right when you said it because as soon as you said that – a couple of minutes ago, it sparked in my head. I'm like, man, you're right. You know, each show's different in its own right, but it is kind of the formula for it. It's kind of the same. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's yeah, because of... They're in a lot of trouble. I mean, and they'll paint a good picture for everybody. And look, everybody wants to have something on Netflix or whatever. But, you know, they... they, they uh, What they did was they got a little too cocky. They got a little too big for their britches. You know, they kind of laughed in everyone's face. They... They stole projects away from from networks, uh, you know, and they threw a lot of money at different people thinking that this was always going to be the way it was. And much like I, you know, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop at the girl at my girlfriend's, you know, <laughs> heaven dot ink. Yeah, it's happening at Netflix already. He, and the thing is, they don't every studio in L.A. and in Hollywood. They've been there a long fucking time, and they all have old money. They all have old money. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to Wealth. Dick. Right. 
well, yeah, they got ridiculous. Well, they don't have to do anything for the, for like they could take a break for five years and they'd still be, you know, billion and trillion dollar companies, right? Mm-hmm. So Netflix thought, let's just fucking throw a bunch of money at people. We'll steal away all these projects that you know all these other studios want to do, and then everybody will just use us as a source. They also laughed at the whole theatrical model, right? They made it so that none of their shit goes goes to theaters, which was a mistake uh, because it's you know, they're lacking exposure and they do almost no marketing for their shows, which is crazy to me. So now they're running out of money, dude. They're running out of money. They, they spend on average fifteen billion a year on development. You know, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a lot of fucking money, right? For a company that doesn't have the money, <laughs> they don't have it. They keep borrowing. That's all they've been. They, they've been borrowing money. They've been they've been getting. Uh, they've been recruiting investors to basically bail them out. No and shit. They're, they're they're putting like a whole great face on it. You know what I mean? But. You know, the reality is it's eventually going to run out. And what's going to happen? Is it like inevitable that that kind of formula that Netflix has going? It's inevitable because look what Disney is about to destroy them. I mean, like, well, that's a monster. That's that's a monster. Disney Disney is the largest studio in the fucking world. Mm -hmm. And they're about to rip all of their content off of Netflix. (laughs) I mean, they're about to shit all over Netflix. Yeah. And to add insult to injury. They're going to put all their Marvel shit, all their Star Wars stuff, all on their streaming service called Disney+. Plus. They could buy Netflix 90 times over. Easily. No. And then they go, and then just to add insult to injury, they go, our monthly, our monthly uh, membership is going to be six ninety nine. <laughs> so go fuck yourself. Yeah, suck that, Netflix. Suck Plus on they, this. Own, they own Hulu. They own 55% of Hulu. Right. So... They're finished. I mean, I don't see a way in Netflix. Eventually, what's going to happen is Netflix is going to go hat in hand to one of the bigger studios and say, please buy us. That's what, Yeah, they're just going to get swallowed up. They're going to be like, yeah, yeah they're going to get swallowed studio, up and just kind of evaporate some, in the pond of some other company. Yeah, Some studio, and I predict Warner Brothers, is going to buy them for pennies on the dollar. Right. And, you know, their only really real value is their subscribers. If they have any, you know. If they take a huge hit on Disney Plus and like people just stop subscribing to Netflix and start subscribing to other things, which is already happening, right? You know that's gonna fucking kill them, right? And then they're gonna go to to one of these studios and ask to be bought, and you know they're gonna people are gonna laugh at them and they're gonna offer them shitty shitty amount. And really, what you're buying <clears throat> is the archive, right? You're buying what could they- save Netflix though? Could could like a giant show save them? I mean, if you know any, if anyone knows anything about Hollywood, could a could a Game of Thrones type show save? They've tried. They've tried, man. They can't get that show. They don't know how to. They don't know how to get that show. They don't have the money to produce a show like that. I mean, they have the money to produce it because they. That's that's the thing. Like, but it's a gamble for them because they. Yeah. Look at look at a show like Marco Polo, right? They spent fucking millions on that. Look at a show like the uh, the one about the Bronx, the Get Down. Mm -hmm. They spent millions on that show and they just it's a big you know donut they got here's what happens that like dud everybody everybody goes oh you know netflix is great you know they let the creative guy you know the creative people 
uh, do all, you know, do the work. They don't interrupt. You know, they don't get involved. They don't, they don't have their hands on it. But here's the thing about creative people. They know zero about money. All right. So if you give fucking, <laughs> if you give, if you give a, a creative person millions and millions and millions of dollars, right. he's going to spend it. He's going to spend it within fucking a couple weeks. Right. Cause he's going to have these right? fucking dream like, fucking oh, ideas. Yeah. 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 I'm going to fucking just, Oh, but then I have to do another episode. And then in the middle of production, we'll take a week and we'll go to Greece. Yeah. <laughs> take yeah. everybody with us. Just so, the- like, if you look at if you look at uh, the Get Down, right? Yeah. That's the show. And I was like a huge fan because uh, 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 Stanley, uh, fuck Kubrick. No, no, no. Stanley. No, the writer of the show was uh, Stanley Gregarious. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book. He's a great playwright. He's a really great modern, like you know, contemporary playwright. And he teamed up with Sean Ryan, who did The Shield, right? And together they took the they took the project to Baz Luhrmann, who did like Romeo and Juliet, and like you know all these other fucking uh, you know big movies, you know. Right. And thought with you know, and he, he did the he did the Gatsby movie with with uh, with uh, you know Leonardo DiCaprio and all that. And so what they thought was like this is like this musical in a ghetto, you know what I mean? But we needed to feel gritty and we needed to feel big. So let's go to this guy who does that, you know, and uh, they thought that this filmmaker this brilliant filmmaker can produce a TV series and he couldn't because he just fucking was over budget on every episode. And so they cut they cut the first season, the first and only season down from eight episodes to six episodes. Right. Oh, God, because it was that because they ran out of money. No and shit. So you watch the series like big holes in it somewhere. If you watch the series, um, it's like the second half feels rushed. So here's what they did. They did they did a first half of the season, and then they took a break because the first half of the season cost them so much fucking money. Holy shit. That they had to say, hey, like we can't pay you more money. So if you watch the second half of the, of the first season, right. like – Everything is dumbed down. It's Everything. like he eating half a sandwich, leaving it and right. come back to it fucking two weeks later. So what? They, yeah, exactly. so what they're running, what they're running yeah. into, okay, is that they've been giving these, you know, these brilliant filmmakers a ton of money to create a series, right, or to do original films, and then they don't, they give them money and then they stay out of it, which is a nice thought, okay, but the one good thing that studios bring is they know how to stretch a budget and they know how to make a movie for a budget, uh-huh. you know, and they work with the director and a writer to make, and, you know, and actors and all that stuff to make sure that everything goes within that budget. What Netflix did was like, oh, you need more money here. You know, here's another, you know, we want to be the cool company. We want to be the company you keep working with. Right. So we keep offering you a ton of cash. But a studio no has money. a bunch of checks and balances that Absolutely. you'd have to run through. So it, it's done correctly. Look, everybody wants to make a movie their way or a TV show their way with no fucking, you know, studio involvement or, you know, network involvement and all that stuff. And that's fucking great. That's, you know, you wish that, you know, that that's what you could achieve in your career as a as an entertainer. But in the end of the day, you know, you find yourself back against the wall because you're not you're not good at managing finances. You're good at making shit. Right. So making something look good. Yeah, and if you're told you have a hundred thousand dollars to make this, 
you're going to do the best you can with that $100,000 to make the thing you want to make, right? If you're given $50 million to make something, you're going to go, okay, I'm going to make that. But then they're not doing that. The, the, the bank account is open. So once they get to that $50 million budget, they go, hey, I need another 30 to fi- finish this. They go, okay, here's another 30 to finish it. So get down. I think it started out as like, you know, like a modest 30 to $40 million budget. They had to return to a period of the Bronx where everything was burning. It was in the 70s. God right? damn, yeah. And they had to go back to make it look like this old Bronx. Right. right. So they cost a lot of money. It cost a lot of money to do that, and it was really hard to do. And they had to build these elaborate sets in New York City, which isn't fucking cheap, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it was almost impossible, you know? And, oh, oh, by the way, we have to pay our stars. We have to pay Jaden, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jaden Smith, Will, Will Smith's kid. And we have to pay. Got <sighs> to pay that kid to know, do anything? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, the uh, the guy, you know, that's in almost everything was uh, Jimmy Smith's, you know, and like, you know, you know, just to have credibility, they got to fucking pay these guys. So on top of everything else, you know, you're over budget on actors, you're over budget on sets, you over budget on rewrites and all that stuff. And that project basically got shut down before it was over, you know, and they had a unreal. Uh, and so then what happens like, is the scary part about it is like they go and they make this, you know, they make this series. They don't even know how it's going to be received. Right. And then piling all then, that money into it. Yeah. And then what happens when you have a filmmaker that gets pissed off because you're telling him no. So they finally put their foot down and say, hey, Baz, we can't give you any more money. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, we just can't. And so it started out as a $30 million budget. Now it balloons to $200 million. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the, from what I heard, what it, what it had like the final costs were he's going to get pissed off and he's going to say fuck this project and he walks off and like you know or just like calls it in the rest of the way like he's not really that attached to it anymore because you know they don't believe in my vision and who cares about money right money is just an obstacle you know we should there should be no expense i am an artist yeah right for this masterpiece that i'm making which they totally believe right they totally believe that but then you know they lose they lose the faith in their project because someone else lost their faith in their project and they're like well if you don't believe in it you know my time is valuable now all of a sudden their time is valuable and they can't make us a project work for the budget that's being asked and then they get pissed off and like i said they they baz lerman who's i i always said is brilliant he probably handed that shit off to his fucking you know to, to his minions and go here, finish this. Right, I'm done with it. I'm moving on to something else. It's, it's, and that's and it shows. If it shows, like anybody who wants to, it's really strong. The first three or four episodes are really strong, and then it just fucking dies. Here, do you, here you talk about these TV shows and production and all that stuff. It really makes me think about the people who greenlight projects. You know, like those those mysterious fucking faceless people in Hollywood that go. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, make that. I'll give you the you know, like the 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 power or the fucking the balls on those people. You know what I mean? Because they go into work and they're in an yeah, office and going. They don't. You made the balls on them. They're scared shitless. That's the other thing, right? They're scared. The, most executives just want a job. Okay, so they get to a certain place in their careers and they don't want to 
fucking rock the boat. They want to kind of. They want to enjoy their Memorial Day weekends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they want to kind of stay the course of what the network's been doing, mm-hmm. toe the company line, and not really take chances, right? And so, really, whoever is the president of the network at the time, they kind of set the tone for what kind of chances they're going to take. And some networks kind of like, it's like, look, you know, we're really only going to take a roll of dice with two or three shows this year. You know, we'll, you know, we have to, we have to look for the sure thing. Right. Like, for example, I, I had a, I had a project that, uh, at, uh, NBC, right. We had, a we had a six episode order. It was a pilot. We created the pilot. We made the pilot. And then basically when uh, NBC wanted to, you know, needed to decide what they were going to do. The studio was Warner Brothers, so I I could explain the whole scope. Mm -hmm. The studio studio was um, Warner Brothers, and network was NBC. They were stuck negotiating. They already said, yes, we're going to buy the series. We're going to pick it up and pilot. We're going to green light the series, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But they were stuck in negotiations on stacking rights, and stacking rights are what happens, what happens to the show after it airs. Like, where does it go? Who gets that money? How much of that money do they get? And so they were like, you know, stuck in a negotiation. Meanwhile, they had a show with Marlon Wayans. That's a sure thing, and it was their show, NBC Studios, NBC Network, and they said, you know. Look, Marlon's a star. He's a proven commodity. You know, if we if we greenlight Marlon's show, even though it's not great, you're still gonna you probably get us somewhat of a fan base early on, just to kind of carry it through, and we'll try to fix it as we go along, right? <laughs> but if I but if I go and greenlight this other show that doesn't have or like a a name star attached to it, like right. Marlon, right? And I got to split the fucking stacking rights with Warner Brothers, and it's a bigger risk. I'm not going to do this because right, I'm going to go take, with Marlon. I, I'm only going to take chances on certain things, like sure things. So for them, they, Bet backed, on a out of, they backed out of the six episode pickup, right? Mm-hmm. Because they greenlit Marlon, and that's it. And the fucking show died on, died on the mine. And that's. That's networks. They don't want to fucking take chances. They're not going to take chances. Yeah, that's that's. Why just, should they? On paper, yeah. if they had those two projects in front of them, on paper, right. they're going to go J-Lo, with something. J Lo and fucking the you safe know, decision. J Lo and Ray Liotta want to do a fucking TV drama. Okay, <laughs> I don't even give a fuck what it is. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. They have a built-in fan base. We get <laughs> we get two stars. We'll pay the fuck out of them, and you know we'll hope for the best on everything else. So they're gonna green light that every single time. I feel like J Lo can could do anything. She can do a story. She can do a whole series about uh, not being able to upload fucking Instagram photos. Yeah, in a timely fashion, <laughs> people will watch it. They don't care. J Lo can do anything. Pretty much, uh, it's pretty interesting, man. I don't, I don't know how like that you know this stuff works. So it's cool to hear you talk about. It, you know what I mean? Well, people, people like like fucking oh the studio, the studio, the studio, the studio fucking controls everything. Yeah, you know? and like. What don't you if you what Netflix was trying to do was defy, but almost in a way you're talking about the studio, the way you're I feel like the way you're talking about it. And this is a yeah, new to me. I've never heard anybody talk about a studio in the way you're doing it today. It almost yeah. puts them in like a I feel like 
because they when people talk about the studio here, like actors talk about the studio or the you know whatever, they, it's like a like a negative connotation towards the studio. Whereas yeah. the way you're describing it, it's almost not. It's like it's almost the way it has to be, because otherwise the business is going to fail, and you know our people who make projects they're going to go way over budget with them if they don't have the studio to guide them through. Yeah, right. and you know, and the, I think the studio is like the responsible adult, right? You know? And so, like, the, for example, there's this one guy that you know, uh, this like, you know, this uh, creator, this talented creator that I know very well. He's like, I said, are you going to take a studio deal at some point? Like, you know, it seems like you're, you know, it, it, things are coming to you, and he's like, and be a bitch to the studio? Fuck that, man! And I go, yeah, I I'll know, be the bitch. <laughs> But they have the most money of anybody. Right. You know I mean? like, so what are you talking about? Right. And and what winds up happening, he, you know, like within that year of saying that comment, he takes a studio. Deal. Right. You know, and it's like, and it's like, don't actors do like pilots for like uh, big studios, and the pilot ends up just gets dumped, but yet they make a yeah. nice fucking chunk of change. I, I've I've made those pilots, and <laughs> you know, I can tell you, it's the biggest rise, you know, like biggest high, and then a complete letdown. Does get. But you still get money, though, don't you? You still, you still get some money, yeah. sure. Yeah, you still get some money, but it's I'm not... Fucking, uh, I would make 50 dumps in a row as pilots. I, I love that if money. Making, if you're making 50 dumps in a row, you're not going to be making many more. <laughs> but they, you don't know, they still they believe in me. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like Everybody saw what was going on with Netflix and hmm. Amazon. And, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, fuck the studios. You know, like, we can, you know... We can, you know, my goal is to get on Netflix and and be, you know, fucking one of the top creators and do whatever I want. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, but you're not getting a lot of other things. Like I was surprised. There's this guy. Uh, his name is Kenya Barris, right? He he, uh, like I mean, Kenya Barris doesn't have to work a day in his life anymore. But he created the show Blackish, right? Mm-hmm. So he's had like two other spinoffs on ABC. But I think what was going on with Kenya was like he kind of got bored, right? And so, like, Netflix offered him, like, this ridiculous deal. And it's like, you know, what can I do? Am I going to say no to it? Right. I almost feel like for a creator sometimes that unless that show becomes Game of Thrones, Netflix becomes almost a graveyard because they don't promote their shit. Right. Ever. Like, you just don't. They don't do it. They just put it up on their feet. Well, they have they have a platform where your subscription can be fucking right. six bucks. And so, right, you know, I, the average American is going to be like, I'm going to go do that. shows that come out on Netflix every fucking week. I don't know. They have new shows that come out every week. Right. right. But they, they because the, their subscription base is cheap, they figured a lot of people are going to go to that considering cable so much money each month. Right. right. That's how they're going to get their average. Well, word of mouth. Word of mouth almost. But what happened was they they didn't realize that they got I think they got cocky on that, too, because it's like, you know, why why follow the old model of marketing dollars and like commercials and right. like promoing our stuff? You know, we have social media and we have a, a feed of like, you know, millions upon millions of subscribers. Right. But even those people want to be you, you want some hype, you know, like HBO is doing a great job hyping this new version of uh, uh, fuck, of Watchmen, the Watchmen, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that movie, the Watchmen. I know the movie, movie, the Watchmen. Yeah. Right. It was a graphic novel and it had, a, you know, it was one of the greatest graphic novels of all time. 
they've done an incredible job getting you hyped to watch the Watchmen. Right. Now, I don't see that on Netflix. I don't see Netflix hyping up a show going, hey, you know, you got to watch this thing. It's going to be incredible. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel that. I never feel that off a Netflix show. And no, like, usually if I, I find a Netflix show, it's because I'm on Netflix. <laughs> and I right, just click exactly, it because I have right. no idea what it is. And so, like, so, so an example of the stand-up comedy, it's like they greenlight so many stand-up comedy specials that you're like... There's a lot of shit on Netflix. I can't <laughs> even lo- keep up, man. Like, and it turns to, it turns into, like, someone special on Netflix is not so special anymore because... There's so many of, of them, and they all kind of just get lost in the shuffle. Mm. And look, people are watching them. They're getting around to them, but they're getting around to them on their own pace. And what I mean about, like, the promo and all that stuff and, like, the art of marketing and, like, you know, how they get you hyped for something, I can't wait to watch The Watchmen, you know? And right. I'm, like, already – it's already built up anticipation. And right? Netflix is never going to have that thing that Game of Thrones had or that Sopranos right. had where every Sunday night – Everybody's popping on Twitter, tweeting about it, blah, blah, blah. They binge watch it right. in two days, in two or three days, and then it's over. On a Monday and Tuesday, and it's done. Yeah. Like, I, like for example, like, like you know, Dead, to, Dead to Me on Netflix. I watched it yesterday and, oh, no, the day before and yesterday a little bit, and I'm done with the series. It's already an afterthought. Yeah. You're right. That model does suck. And fucking, it did. Be honest with you, I feel like the way Chris is talking about Netflix, I never looked at it in this way. I really actually gave it much thought, but I feel like Netflix is going to be the blockbuster or MySpace type. It's going to be it's going to be a dinosaur pretty soon. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. So the thing too, the thing about Netflix is like, if you had a plan to where you were doing, um, like blocks of a season. So let's say, uh, you know, they release ten episodes just to get people all fucking binge watching or whatever and then like the last you know five episodes of the season they stagger it out that would give them a little more longevity on a series right they need that they they do need that they need anticipation they need hype they need people talking about it everybody was talking about stranger things right when it first came out they have season three coming out that was their last that was their last big show was stranger things right big hit first season and then they rushed to get the second season that out because they wanted to feed off of that fucking hype, you know? And then what happens is not as many people are interested. So if you notice season two was like, yeah, you know, it was all right. It was only good the first season, but it was all right. Mm-hmm. You know? And then they, and then they kind of forget about it. And now the third season's coming out and it's going to not come out to as much hype as it did in the past. Right. People forgot about the show. It's interesting. And so, so what it does is, you know, they they have two options. They either they either like go to more episodes a season so they can kind of stretch it out a little longer or, you know, they start doing shows where they release one or two episodes. But they they they, they Or maybe not even it doesn't have to be one episode a week. It could be two, you know, right. on they, a strategically they, picked they night. Fuck they fucked themselves because when they when you know, when House of Cards was launched, the whole campaign about House Cards was like, they're giving everything to you right away. You know, they're giving you a whole fucking series. Yeah, but maybe that was a maybe that was a business model for, for a certain period of time. Right. But they said, we'll never, you know, back then they said, we'll never 
you know, go to that antiquated model. They kind of like just kind of. Oh, laugh. they're like this poking is, fun at the HBOs of the world. This is this is TV of the future. This right. is the way TV should be done. It's all about the users. It's all about the viewers. We're giving them what they want. Yeah, but they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot. And they are because people are stupid, you know, and marketing works and anticipation and build up works. I mean, the reason why, you know, everyone fucking goes out to see you know, all those Marvel movies, because there's so much anticipation building of the next fucking Marvel movie. You know what I mean? And the next fucking storyline or whatever. It works. It fucking works. And look, they're about to do this movie with uh, Scorsese, right? They're about to do... They've been, they've been making The Irishman for mm-hmm. fucking two years, mm-hmm. right? And Scorsese's got paid like $300 million to make this fucking film, which is insane. You know what I mean? Right. And it's... It's not going to get – it'll get a limited theater release because, like, Scorsese, like, negotiated that. Said, no, I have to – this movie has to be in theaters. But it'll be limited, and it won't be around for a long time in the theaters. So it's going to go from maybe a week or two in the theaters in, like, select cities, and then it'll go right to Netflix. But, like, it's a Scorsese movie, right? Like, I know it's cool f- for you guys to have a Scorsese movie go straight to Netflix, but – it, there's, I don't know. There's something missing. The, 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 the anticipation. The fucking, you know, like we don't get enough Scorsese movies. So like when one comes out, it's a special it should, thing. Yeah. So I don't know how what their plan is around it. Maybe they do have marketing built in for this, and maybe they'll decide to do a bigger, you know, bigger release. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy, dude. I, you know, I don't know. It's just a fucking weird thing. Like, it's like interesting. Got, it's certainly interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I just when it comes to go ahead. I just threw our hats in the ring for like uh, Bill and Ted three, right? Oh, uh, Bill and Ted's they actual were, adventure. Yeah, they were looking for financing, and so like we, you know, they're making a third one too. Well, at least the idea is out there. I mean, it's nostalgia. It's yeah. nostalgia. Nostalgia's working right now. All these fucking things are, you know, Super Troopers two. They're doing, yeah, they're doing All in the Family. You know, a live episode of All in the Family with new. Actors, I don't mm. know if you heard about this. I did hear I mean, about that. Who's in it? I, mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's just a bunch of people that are not. It better not be watered it. down. Don't water it down. Make it like I mean, I, that's the thing. I don't think I can watch it because I don't. I, 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 you know, you just can't reinvent Archie Bunker. You know what I mean? Like, it's nah, just weird. It's a legendary show. Anyway, anyway, my point is, like, you know, we threw our hats in the ring for this. Because we see the longevity in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a smart investment for our, you know, the people we raise funding with. It's harder and harder to do that. And if Netflix, you know, goes out and starts trying to get independent funding for projects, they're not going to be able to do it. Whereas the studios can do that because the studios can offer their money back on theater releases. So if let's say, let's say Warner Brothers has this, like passion project, right? They want to buy, they want to buy this film. They like this film or whatever, but they don't want to put all of their money in. Right. They'll start, they'll start selling off equity, right? So that they don't have to absorb the entire thing. Right. And what, what they promise in return is like, Hey, we're going to put this movie in 2000 theaters, you know, and we'll make our money back at the very least. And we'll get, we'll make sure it gets worldwide distribution and, you know, you'll make your money on that. So anybody who's looking to invest in a project, a film, you can sell them on the fact that there's a good chance you'll make your money back. 
and then then some, right? And then mm-hmm. you'll make money on you know whatever. Netflix can't do that. Yeah. So basically, they keep going to investors and saying, "Please give us money. We'll eventually <laughs> make it back. Give us all this money, so some dick can just wash us in about twenty. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. We uh, we're expanding to three more countries next year, and we our projections are getting you know let's say ten new the ten thousand new subscribers a month from this country, and that's gonna pay us you know you know this amount, and you'll get this amount back at a certain time, but they're just borrowing money all the time and eventually people are going to stop yeah it's, it's like a boat that's sinking i feel like and yeah. another hole is just popping up hold on woody harrelson as archie i'll pass coming in from team left jab is that right woody harrelson i guess that's what it is yeah it's it's, it's i wouldn't woody harrelson is pretty fucking amazing though yeah and they're doing they're doing back to back they're doing all in the family and the jeffersons and Jay, jamie fox is playing george jefferson that's not bad but he's George Jefferson. I know. I get it. I get it. But I I can't. I don't want to watch another guy. I don't understand why we need to remake the Jeffersons. I guess that's an iconic series. Listen, I don't think think either one of them remake either one. Right. But they're trying to do this to see where it goes. And if it goes well, they'll probably do a lot more. This will be a whole new fucking trend. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to be watching 80 shows remade. It's being billed as this live event, right? Mm-hmm. And they're what are they doing? It's becoming a conversation. People are talking about it, right. you know, all over the place. People talking about it. That's what Netflix is not doing. They're not. There's no water cooler conversation, as they say. You know, like no one's like the every episode of Game of Thrones. There was hysteria going on on social media. Oh yeah, like, no people were doing reaction you know? videos. They were doing review videos. Yeah, like and then the fucking. Uh, the fucking coffee cup that was left on her on, on her table between right. you know and then what I mean? there was like a every, water bottle too <laughs> another one yeah i know it's a I've, water bottle it's like everybody's talking about these even these little stupid things yeah. you know that's what netflix doesn't do it doesn't allow for those conversations to happen that yeah i i, I honestly game of thrones is a really good example of how uh what netflix formula kind of stinks <laughs> It right. kind of sticks. The right. old model like kind of is not broken. It's it's sounding like a brilliant idea. It's sounding like a brilliant idea, right? Yeah. And this thing's like all, when Netflix started making all these claims and started laughing every week's face and throwing crazy money at different people. The studios were like, "Yeah, go ahead. You know, go do. Go ahead. We, we've been doing this for fucking yeah. fifty years. We got to figure it out. You're go ahead, gonna, Netflix. Have a little fun. You're not going to reinvent it. And guess what? Once we watch you fail, we're going to do it better." Right. And that's exactly what Disney's doing with Disney Plus. They're yeah, like, hey, be honest with you, Netflix is probably being like Disney's little guinea pig. They're watching Netflix. That's 100% what they did. Yeah. And you know, Disney, even though they invested in Hulu and they're, you know, they're, they're majority owners in Hulu, they kind of did a wait and see on this streaming shit. They're like, let's watch everybody else make these mistakes. We could afford it with Disney. Right. And they got right? plenty of them. They got Hulu. They got fucking, I think Apple's got one coming out too. Apple's yeah, got a streaming group. Yeah, they're going to get into that game, but they're getting into a little too late and they're going to rely too much on, you know, like buying episodes. And it's just, I don't know. I, I'm not crazy. Brand loyalty people. Yeah, like, yeah. They're going to be way too, you know, in, involved in that. But like even Amazon stood back and watched a little bit and they go, holy shit, we can't go all in like Netflix is. That's a mistake. Yeah. You know, let's let's find 
great projects. Roll the dice. Let's roll the dice on those. Like, for instance, like Manchester by the Sea is a film, right? They invested. Amazon thinks like a studio, right? So they, so they decided to take this script and they go, look, this is a great movie. It's one of the best scripts we've ever read. We're gonna, we're gonna treat it like a film. We're gonna give it a theater release. We're gonna submit it to all the award shows. We're gonna make it, you know, a, you know, thing. And like Manchester by the Sea launched them. You know, they, even though they had produced a bunch of shit before that, mm. it was like their signature. It said, holy shit, Amazon makes good shit. And right. they put it out. To, they put it out to wide release in theaters so that everyone can, like, talk about it. And then it's going to go to Amazon within, a, you know, maybe six months of its theater release. So they adopted the best of both worlds, right? They, you know, they have shit that goes out right away. They have shit that goes out, you know, th- you know, on, in the theater and release world. And then they have episodes of stuff that c- gets staggered and they don't release it right away. So they kind of like adopted this other model of just doing a little bit of everything. Miss Joe Chicken, and I haven't watched uh, actual TV in years. I've watched Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Well, there you go. You're going to be watching Disney pretty soon. Yeah, Disney <laughs> and like, you know, people uh. double, you know, Hulu's going to double down on content, you know, and then, uh, you know, NBC is going to launch their fucking thing. And, and then uh, CBS has their thing they launched all access last year that they're building up right now. It's off to a slow start, but. You know, they're going to start pulling all their content off of Netflix, too. And then what's Netflix left with? A bunch of. No, they're, they're going to be the blockbuster of streaming services. They're just- you, know, you know, the highest rated, you know, the highest statistical thing on Netflix, like what TV show it is. Yeah. It's not one of theirs. It's The Office. Oh, yeah. The reruns of The Office. So what happens when NBC launches their fucking. And takes Office back. Yeah. It says we're going to take the, we're going to take it away. And right. gonna, that's going to start happening with every network and every studio. Yeah, but I, it's all, it's all got to be it's all got to be put in one. Like you know, if all if like NBC, CBS, ABC, all these there's like a twenty different streaming content services out there. I don't think people are just going to people can't be jumping back and forth. They won't. But think about this: Disney bought Fox, right? Mm. They bought Fox, and Fox control Fox is FX and you know yeah. Fox. And they're taking all that content. So, like, if you like every show on FX, why wouldn't you just subscribe to Disney Plus? Right. And you get all the Disney content, you get all the Fox content, and that makes up a huge majority of fucking shit. Can we finally get to a la carte fucking cable then? I would love if, if you know. I mean, a la carte cable, that's an old idea. Dude. We it's need not, that. It's not going to happen. What, what they're doing is, like, for example, uh, Cablevision or whatever they call themselves these days, they launched a service called Altice One, right? Mm. Where they're basically offering you a la carte streaming. So you can go do that if you want, and that's what cable companies are going to start doing. They're going to do away with the box. Good, because I'm fucking doing that. I'm sick. I only watch like two channels out of fucking, you right. know, hundreds. They'll do it. They'll do it, but they'll also throw a minimum on you. Like you have to subscribe to a certain amount. It's going to be $999 a month. Yeah, exactly. It'll still come out to the same price. <laughs> Somehow it's still going to get raped in the ass. Yeah, all those things, Disney Plus, Netflix, it's all going to get packaged in one thing. Mm-hmm. Like You want all these a la carte cha- streaming networks? We can offer it to you on one thing. You it's, know? it's an interesting talk, man. I didn't even I, I didn't even realize we were even going to go here tonight, but it's, it was actually fun to talk about. That was fun to talk about. 
I mean, I'm sure I bored everyone to tears. No, I'll be honest with you. You know, all the lunatic radio shows don't need to be fucking. All right, insert thick choke now. <laughs> hey, hey, I gave you a, I gave you about a half hour of misery at the top of the show. Half so. hour misery, and then a little bit how uh, you know Chris's thoughts on the streaming services and how we get our fucking TV shows. Get your get business your models. Minutes, get your two minutes of golfing. And what'd you think about the U.S. Open? It wasn't the U.S. Open. <laughs> Whatever it was. What was it? It was the PGA Championship. The PGA Championship. Yeah, no, it was good. But the, uh, apparently you texted me during the week that the winner of the PGA Championship has yeah. been uh, hanging out at the... Uh, he has frequented the stand a few times. Brooks yeah. Kepka. Yeah, Brooks The Kepka. number one player in the world. I was pulling for him. Yeah, I would hope so if he's hanging out at the place, you know? Yeah, what are you going to do? Brooks Kepka hanging out the stand. Rich Voss took a bunch of photos with him when I would he was there the last time. Dude's yeah. a stud, man. The dude's a stud. And his girlfriend's ungodly pretty. Don't they all have hot girlfriends? Yeah, I know. I, I saw, I saw a, a video of fucking Dustin Johnson squeezing uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter's ass, Paulina Gretzky. Apparently he's tapping that. Tiger even pulls... Tiger's pulled like fucking crazy ass for a guy the way, the way he looks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta... He had like four... He like... I had a whole like orgy of five porn stars at once. Yeah, like, I mean, did, did you see uh, you, Rachel? You could tell in her prime whew, when Rock and I interviewed her. Whew, 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 that girl was fucking amazing looking. Who was the one that that, that basically uh, outed him? Was it uh, Jasmine something? What, 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 I don't remember. I think you they remember? all tried. Might have been the Perkins girl. I don't know. No, but that was the first one. It was like this petite, really petite girl with like giant. Uh, knockers. Fuck. What the I hell? don't know who that was. No, wait, Rachel Yucatel was the girl that was on the phone with Tiger Woods when uh, his was wife found guy? out. Yeah. Because there was, all right. Well, I guess there was so many of them, right? They all started coming out afterwards, right? Yeah, it was like fucking, I think like uh, Tiger's wife called the number or something. She and Rachel answered the phone. And that's what it was. That's how it, and that was the girl that Brock and I interviewed. You know you're doing this. That's the one I don't understand about Tiger. If you know you're doing this shit, how do you allow your wife to have access to your phone? Uh, he was asleep. I mean, even asleep. According to the article I read recently, he was Pass, asleep. Password protected, man. I don't know. Well, you know, it's Tiger, man. What the fuck? Maybe he wanted to get caught. Maybe he wanted to get caught and was like, you know what? I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a billion dollar athlete anyway. What's I'm fucking 500 mil? I'm over the sweetest chick. <laughs> like, get out of here. And what's the craziest part about it is she was a nanny. Right. Right. And now, she, now, and now she's well, got... She was, she was, well, she was an old pair, not a nanny. Let's, let's, let's call it what, what it was. And she got like 250 mil or, or, or 500 mil, whatever the fuck it was, right? And then, so she gets the divorce. And need another 500 million, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, he, went, he came, got it back, and she went to, on to date a billionaire. The girl did it right. <laughs> Fuck it. Who gives a shit, right? The best part is like, you know, because she, uh, my girlfriend brought up, uh, you know, getting engaged and stuff. And I started thinking, I'm like, if I do a prenup, who's really? <laughs> 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 like, she'll laugh in my face, I think. Uh, I know. <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I have, like, I, by by operating rule, we all have to have our spouses sign a prenup because we can't. Oh, for the for the club business. Yeah, right. the business. We can't get any part of the club at any time. Yeah. You know, you know divorce or within death or whatever. It right. doesn't go, 
it doesn't work that way. They don't want some so girl. I have to draft something just for that if I ever decide to get married. And it's just going to be funny because it's like, she doesn't need shit, man. <laughs> no. Her fucking job is perfect. Show up at 11, leave at 3, go to Greece once a week. Go to Greece once a a year. I can't believe we're back on this. I know. Well, you got to bow it up, you know. If I I find out, if if she finds out that I I talked (laughs) for a half hour. I don't even even know how she's going to react, but like these are the conversations I have with her. So, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, it's absurd. It's absurd what she can get away with. I love to know where she works. Just text it to me during the week when you remember. I will. I will. I don't know how I can get a job at Heaven, the Heaven Corporation, because that's where she works. All right, everybody. Thank you for checking out the LunaticRadio.com show. A little different LunaticRadio.com show. Uh, follow us on all the social medias at LunaticRadio. One word, at LunaticRadio. If you'd like to donate to the LunaticRadio.com show, www.LunaticRadio.com is our website. Bottom right-hand corner of the website. Click the Donate button. Submit a donation it would be great. And thank you in advance. Uh, Chris Italia, final word. I don't even know. I'm at a loss. Albatross. Albatross. Good word. Money pit. Money pit. Money pit. Two words. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Enjoy Peace. it. Be safe. Peace. Peace.